All right, so um, we're actually going to get into uh, talking about if not now, when. That's, that's where we uh, ended up last week in our message. And just from the standpoint, you know, uh, we, use, we, we close out with Esther's story. And, you know, when uh, Mordecai shared with her, uh, could it be that you were called into the kingdom for such a time as this, you know, you know, could it be that that you know God is moving on our hearts for this particular time? And 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 this is the deal. If not now, when? So let's let's look at a couple things here. Let's go to Second Corinthians four. Second Corinthians four. Scripture we use here a lot at the church, but, you know, probably well, a lot of scriptures we're going to use today we've used before, but it'll really lock into what we're, what God's trying to get us to realize to close out this year as we endeavor to cross over into a wonderful 2021. 20, so 2 Corinthians 4, 18, it reads this out of the King James Version. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, subject to change. Uh, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so we look not at the things which are seen, uh, they're temporal, but we look at the things which are not seen, they're eternal. So again, so the whole uh, premise of if, if not now, when, is that sometimes we're deferring things into the when, when it's a, it, it's a noun time. And sometimes it's hard for us to see the noun time because God is operating in the now or in the spirit realm. Uh, we're operating in the natural realm. And sometimes in that moment, it's hard to see. It, it's, it's not a when, it's a now. See, time, us being in time, feeling time, uh, some of the, the pressure of time, sometimes has us to choke and we don't recognize, like we think we have time. You know, they're like, you know, it's, just, it's a natural response in life. You know, you just think you have time. But let's look here uh, in uh, the next chapter over, which is chapter five, and then we'll, we'll lock in here on verse seven. Chapter five, verse seven. It says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So again, we just read 2 Corinthians 14, look not on the things that you see uh, uh, for their temporal, look on the things that you can't see for the eternal. And here it says, walk by faith and not by sight. So, so I just want to give you a thought here. If we wait on our physical sight to prompt us um, to do things sometimes in the now, we'll be paralyzed sometimes in our now moments. If we always wait on our physical sight, or physical, we was talking about this uh, in Master Life class, just the whole transition of, of even navigating in relationships in general. Um, you know, a lot of us, you know, we're evolving, so we, we, we some of us are, are, how can I say, are strongly moved by our feelings. Like if we feel a certain way, then that's everything. Like God can tell you you heal, but if you feel pain, you'll, you'll like, God don't know what he's talking about, you know, based on feelings, you know. And so it's the same thing, like, uh, 
like when God is in that now moment, you almost have to re get you get out of your mind, get out of your feelings, because your feelings have you just not moving. So I'll just tell you a story of my life, not the entire story, but uh, I, you know, I'm a pastor now, but I grew up just like you guys. And my challenge with growing up is is making committed decisions. You know, y'all probably don't have that problem. Y'all probably quit commit like that. Uh, but me. I really struggled with that, but now you, it didn't look like I was struggling. You know, to the fellas, it looked cool. Y'all, you know, I had to make it look cool. So if you asked me to commit to something, I'm like, I'll think about it, you know, I don't know. You know. Now, I, I cursed and, you know, I, I talked Newark, New Jersey and back then, but I probably, you know, I said it in a way where it'd be like, nah, nah, I'm not, I, I think about it, man, I think about it. But really, I just didn't want to commit. And I did this all the way to college. Like, I always, I would never commit. In my, but again, I had a philosophy. You know how you're young, you develop philosophies, but you don't realize, like, you're young. So one of my philosophies was, I'm not committing to nothing. So that way, if you call me on it, well, Lou, I didn't say I was actually coming. I said I would think about coming. There's a possibility I was coming, but I never told you I was coming. Right? So I rarely ever all the way up into college, operated in, in the now. I rarely ever. So then I, I go to college. Now, mind you, I had told my friends when I went to college, I finally got confident in my basketball game. I didn't play in high school. I said, when I go to college, I'm going to walk on and I'm going to play college basketball. So when I got to college, people was asking me, was I going to play basketball? Guess what my response was? Well, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> this is so just in case, I, <laughs> I, you know, I ran, you know, uh, obviously, I ended up playing college basketball, so, so, so I didn't run from that. Well, somebody came up to me during this time and asked me to pledge a fraternity. And so and when they asked me, uh, for the first time in my life, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I said, sure. I never in my life has, had agreed to something. Now, after I agreed, I regretted it, you know, because of what I had to go through. Uh, <laughs> but it was the first time I had ever made a decision where I said, yes. Uh, now, 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 what's the struggle with commitment for us? Like, what's the struggle with commitment? It's a responsibility. It's accountability. What's the struggle with now? There's uncertainty with now. You know, there's no, there's no guarantee with now. Like, like, like we want to, is the coast clear? I know, no, you go out ahead. Let me know. Let me see. Now you go ahead. You just go ahead. You want to see if that person trip, falls, go through a, a trap door, uh, if if they actually make money, if if the if the relationship works out, whatever the case may be, you want, hey, no, 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 I'm coming. So I, I told you the story when I, uh, we, we, we traveled to Hilton Head and I had decided I'm gonna do something I've never done before. That was another thing. My thing, I wouldn't do stuff unless I had done it before because I wasn't going to risk being embarrassed. Now, I don't swim. So I just told you that before. I don't swim. So this is what I said I was going to do. I was going to do the parasailing. And I didn't tell my wife. Definitely didn't tell her ahead of time. You know, and I said, I'm going to do the, the, the jet skis, which I had never done before. But then my philosophy was what I'm going to do is let the people that's done it before go out ahead of me. I didn't tell nobody I never did it. No one in the building knew I've never done these things. I just said I was going to do them. And so I said, what I'm going to do is let everybody go out ahead of me. What? Watch what they do, and then I'll just do what they do. 
Well, what happened is the crew that was supposed to go before us, something happened where they, they, they got lost. So we got there first. So that messed up my whole plan. So now I was like, now we out here first. I got to get on these things called jet skis in the Atlantic Ocean, and I, I don't even swim. And so what, so what I did was I got on, but I took my time. I was, I was going to be out of the five. I was going to be the fifth because I, I at least gave myself four people ahead of me. <laughs> and so, they, so I got on, and I saw people going out, and I went out, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't zoom, zoom, you know. One guy was, you know, because, see, people used to meet the athlete, and so he was, he was riding, hopping, you know, he was doing this little thing. And he was like, come on, Keith. I was like, now nah, you go ahead. <laughs> but no, nah, no, nah, you, go, you, you go ahead, I'm coming. And I, and I was probably going like, zoom, zoom. Yeah, I wasn't really like, you know, because I was like, based on how he was hopping on that water, I was like, well, that means I can fall off. I don't swim. I don't know, I, I don't know if this life jacket is going to save me. <laughs> right? So, so I said that to say, like, something in us says, hey, you go ahead. I'm going to see if the coast is clear. The Lord gives you an idea for a business. You an idea for a business. What's the first thing that happened? We're looking around for a partner. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, hey, you know, uh, hey, you know, I got this idea. So, so we, uh, we, had these, we were supposed to go to the New, York, uh, New Jersey Nets tryout. So all the guys, you know, hey, man. Hey, I know this is a true story, right? I'm just saying, if you're watching, you know this is a true story. I try to be nice. Um, so it's like, hey, hey, we gonna try. So it's David to try it. I show up at the fella's house. I was like, hey, all right, we ready? We got got my gear. We. It was like, man, uh, we ain't going. It's like, why not? Uh, you know, one guy said, I never had a trial in my life. I've been recruited to every level I've been at, all the way up to college. He said, man, I never had a trial before. To me, I had tried all the time. Remember, I walked on to the college team. <laughs> you know, that's all I've been in is tryouts. So I was just like, hey, hey let's go. And, and the trip is, I didn't go that day. Why? Because they said they weren't going. What that had to do with anything? It had nothing to do with it. But something in us, we forfeit now moments because we can't see nobody going out ahead of us. But suppose it's your design for what you're supposed to do. What you going to do then? Suppose you got the vision. Moses wasn't on that mountain with a bunch of people. Actually, it was just Moses. <laughs> right? Because he had to lead the people. Suppose you're the one that has to lead. Suppose you're the pioneer. All right, just think about that. All right, so, so, so. <laughs> All right, so, so, so if we wait on physical sight promptings or, or we wait for everybody else to go out ahead of us, we may be paralyzed in now moments, right? That's why we walk and move in the now, which is something, because when the scripture says walk by faith, it's saying walk and move in the now. Walk and move in the now by faith, right? And so when you walk by faith and not by sight, you have the ability to see spiritual promptings. See, see, our physical sense in that moment, it says, ah, think about this, you get in your head, think about that, ah, you want to think about that, oh, you want to wait to this, you want to wait to that. But our spirit man, when you're walking by faith, says, oh, it's a now moment. See, 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 all, see, see, my life, I told you I wasn't committed to nothing, so I lived with somebody for six years, didn't marry them, they didn't get a ring on their finger or nothing. 
because I wasn't, I, I, yeah, listen, I, I grew up with foster parents. So that means I was left without my family. And the number one thing I said was, I would never put a child through that. So when I get married, it's going to be for the rest of my life. So, so with that philosophy, I'm like, like you almost had to walk on water <laughs> to be in a relationship. I ain't walking on water, but everybody else had to. <laughs> right? You know, I, a lot of times we can see what we want, but we can't see what we're given, right? So I was one of those people. I could see what I wanted, but I, I couldn't see what I was given. And so then I come to Columbus, Ohio. I'm in church. I'm praying at the altar. A shot goes through my arm. I see this, this young lady. And I, I go back and go back to sit down. I said, God, well, who is that? He said, that's your wife. I was like, okay, see how this is going to work out. We're in church. I don't even know what to say to the person in church. You know, I don't know what line to run down in church. And so I introduced myself, uh, which is something which would be weak from my culture. Uh, and then so we meet. God says, my wife, I engaged her uh, uh, five months later and we married five months after that. Well, what happened to Mr. Don't Commit? It was a now moment. See, so I'm, I'm growing in God, and I saw in the spirit, that is my wife. So, every, so what I played off of was, it's my wife. It's just what you're waiting on, right? Now that you got the wife, if not now, when? If it's your wife, right? <laughs> well, you know, 28 years. 28 years later, she's still my wife. Thank God. She's still smiling, so good. I'm just, something's, something's happening right. So if something happens when we now cross over into a faith life, uh, let's go here to Hebrews 11. My wife referenced this scripture uh, this week. When we, you know, we'd we be having conversations about the word. And so this, is, this triggered her, even us talking about if not now, when? So Hebrews 11.1, 1, look, look at the first word it opens up with. Now, faith. It didn't have to. It could have said faith. It could have started with faith, right? It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. So this is what, this is what happens. You have these, you have these uh, parallel existence. You have uh, uh, Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. It says, in, in, in the beginning, God created uh, uh, heaven and earth, right? Heaven and earth, right? So, it, it, conjunction, you know, you know, from English, you know, and is a conjunction. So, heaven and earth together at the same time, right? Not heaven or earth, right? Heaven and earth. And so, so, so God's original design for us was forced to enjoy the things on, of heaven on earth. You know, uh, the uh, Lord's Prayer for us to, it says, uh, on earth as it is in heaven, right? So that's the original prime. Now, because of sin, it created a divide. It created a separation. So, so from after sin, now uh, uh, they were focused more on the earth realm because they lost sight of the heaven realm. So they made decisions based on the temporary realm. The heaven realm or the natural realm is the temporary realm. Anything you see is subject, has to submit to change once you see it. But the scripture says in Hebrews that the things that we see was made manifest by things that are invisible, right? 
by things that are invisible. I believe that's Hebrews 11, uh, verse 3. I think you guys are in, in the uh, Hebrews uh, 11 area, right? So that means if things that we see were created or, or, or manifest based on the things that are invisible, the invisible realm is realer, realer, that's not a, a word, is it? It's more real. <laughs> it didn't even sound like it sounded like I was like real estate or something, right? So the the in, the invisible realm is more real than the physical realm, right? If if what we see was is created or manifested based on the invisible, and we know that through my example that I've given you before with the orange seeds that produces orange trees, and what we said is you take an orange seed. And we asked, where did the tree come from? And so some people uh, in their infinite wisdom felt that the tree came from the ground. So I said, well, you don't have to put a seed in the ground. You can just keep digging until an orange tree pops out. Never happens, right? There's not a big orange tree waiting under the ground for you to plant that seed. Then we said, well, maybe the orange tree came from inside the seed. I said, okay, if that's the case, then all you got to do is split the seed open and the tree will pop out. Well, that's never happened either, correct? So we, we determined that the tree comes from the invisible realm, but we do stuff in the natural realm. Like we plant the seed in the natural realm, and it taps in at the same time to what's going on in the invisible realm or the heaven realm, and the tree actually starts to manifest or develop from the heaven realm and manifest in the earth realm, okay? Right, so, so I'm saying that to say that at the same time, you have two realms in operating you, all the time. You have a natural realm in operation. You have a spirit realm in operation. You ever walk in a room, you talk to a person, and something seems different in the atmosphere, right? There's a darkness on the person, you know, because there's, there's more to the person than what you see. If children are a great gauge, kids sometimes can recognize what's on a person's life. You ever see a baby, everybody was going great, person walks in the room, ah! baby goes off. Well, they, they just, they, they, they're closer to the heaven realm. The babies are closer to the heaven realm than the natural realm because they just came from heaven. So they pick up, they discern spirits, right? They pick up spirits. Now, why are we saying this? Because what we're saying is right now as we are living, there's a, a, a heaven realm or eternal realm, and there's a natural realm coexisting at the same time. That's why the scripture says don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirit, uh, principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. So when you, we, instead of binding a person, bind the spirit, right? All right, so we saying that to say because when we start to operate in faith and we put on our faith lenses, now we can see God's original design, Genesis 1-1, heaven and earth going on at the same time. So when, when a demand is placed on us to make a decision, we can recognize now moments, right? We can recognize now moments because what happens is faith brings the invisible now into the visible now. Faith brings the invisible now into the visible now. When I'm operating faith, I can Operate in the, I can recognize God who lives in the now, invisible now. I can recognize this is not a, a win moment, W-H-E-N. This is a now moment, right? And so we start to navigate different in and, and, and our lives. If we, if we look back at our lives, our lives 
our momentum in our lives, the major things that's happened in our life happened right after we operated in a now moment. When we did something in the now, when we didn't delay it. Some of our tragedies or some of our frustrations is we didn't recognize now moments. Now, how, did, how does that happen? Because the, the adversary's job is to cloud us from the heaven realm. Because if you cloud us from the heaven realm, we can't hear it from the Holy Spirit. You can't hear it from God. You can't recognize what? Now moments, right? So that's, a, that's his job, to keep us clouded. So if you look back in your life, there's times when you, there were strategic moments that was going to be an impossibility. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think exactly. Let me see. So I'm going to have to use my phone for this. Uh, so... Uh, and so what happens is, is when these moments happen, it, it, uh, it, it doesn't always make logical sense. See, because in the earth realm, it seems illogical. But in the spirit realm, it's a now moment. But, but, but remember, Jesus told the disciples, he says, uh, you know, he asked to borrow their boat. And he, 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 he moved the boat off the shore so he could use the the waves as an amplifier, spoke, used their, 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 what they used for their trade. That's how they made their money. And then he, after he finished, as a blessing, because they gave of their resource, he said, hey, why don't y'all go back out there and go fishing? They're professional fishermen. Listen, man, we've been out there all day. Ain't, ain't nothing biting. He said, hey, but, 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 but the response was, nevertheless, at thy word, we're, look, look, at thy word, we're going to operate in a now moment. See, 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 Peter heard something. Oh, wait a minute. This ain't got nothing to do with logic. This has nothing to do with naturally how things have been biting during the course of a day. This is different. This is God speaking in a now moment. So he said, nevertheless, at thy word now, we're going to go out and we're going to drop our nets. It said they caught so much fish more than they expected, they had to call for help. And it was so much fish, the nets break and the boats almost overturned. But suppose they didn't recognize the now moment because they was in their logical head. And see, this is what happens. This is what's happened to a lot of us. We go into a situation, we have expectations. Every, the circumstances is dictating to us something totally different than our expectations. Oh, that's an opportunity for a now moment. But since we didn't stay locked into God because we let the circumstances frustrate us, right? What we did was we actually, we got depressed and dejected and clouded. And then here, here it comes. Now moment just shows up on the scene. Hey, I need you to do this now. But in your inner man, because of the circumstances were disappointing and it was frustrated, you didn't recognize the now moment. See, that's why, in, see, in our kingdom, God says prepare for a situation that didn't exist yet. What he's saying is prepare for a now moment. So when, it, when the circumstances are not favorable, when, it's, when things seem to fall aside and out of the way, that normally God is saying, hey, this is your opportunity to prepare for a now moment. <laughs> it's a now moment coming that, that, that won't line up with the way you logically thought things was going to play out. But see, what happens is what we do is we get clouded and we miss the now moment. 
and we stay in our head. Then we go, I knew that wasn't going to work out, this, that, and the other. Yeah, but what it is is you didn't recognize the now moment, right? So faith brings the invisible now into the visible now, right? All right, so, so look here uh, at Mark chapter 11. We just read Hebrews 11, right? So Mark 11. And we'll start here with verse 22. So, 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 so when the circumstances start to fall to the side and they're not favorable, it's a wonderful opportunity for a now moment for you. Uh, and I'm going to share this real quick. I know my internet is probably going to come. Hopefully it doesn't mess up, get bad feedback. All right, so I shared this with, I shared this with a, a young man before his game. So it's, 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 this is the statement. Uh, for the game uh, 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 yesterday, uh, a football game yesterday. So it's amazing how God operates in the impossible pockets of our life, right? Always showing up when we least expect, when our guard is dropped, and when we're at our weakest moments, when we're not in control. This, is the, this, this was the, the, the end of the statement. Look for God today. He's nearer than you think. So I gave him 1 Corinthians 1, 25 to 29, and that's God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, right? God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And it's, it's, the scripture says it's foolishness to men, but not to God. I gave him Mark 9, 23, Mark 10, 27. With men it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. And then I gave him uh, uh, Ephesians 3, 20. Uh, now unto him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now, a couple of things happened. I had a now moment where God said, this is what I want you to tell the person. So I told him. In the now, I don't have any script. I don't have advanced footage or video. Don't know how it's going to play it out. And depending on how it plays out, the person be like, here we go again, some spiritual God's going to do whatever, right? You know, because you're talking to a, a Division I athlete that, you know, you know the, their culture is, is, is a little different, right? And then, you know, the person's about to play on a national stage, right? And the circumstances, I have to, I have to be tactful because I'm not trying to be negative about any of the players, but the circumstances hadn't been favorable up to that point. I can't, be, I can't get specific, but it hadn't been favorable. God, uh, the, 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 okay, when I text that night, because I can't see the games until late at night because I study all day. When I text that night, I said, man, God is amazing, isn't he? Look at God. Phenomenal game. Not just for him, but for everybody. People that don't normally perform well was phenomenal. Well, so what happened? There was a now moment where God should, said to share some information because God wanted to get some glory. In the now moment, it was shared, and God operated exactly the way he did. Somebody's life is impacted that way. 
But supposedly, we, if you look at all the circumstances, well, no, based on how things played out, well, you, you ain't going to make that person any better than they've been all year. You ain't going to make them better than they've been all year. Well, you're not going to, the other team is not going to fold. Nobody's just going to give a person opportunities. But God opened up every possible opportunity in a seemingly impossible situation. Exceedingly abundantly above what he could ask or think. See, there's, there's now moments. We, see, we can't, we have to understand, we, 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 if, we, if we allow ourselves to get so worldly, so clouded, we, we, we cheat ourselves from hearing God's now moments. We're right in the pocket. When everything is crazy, that's the greatest place to be because guess what? You can't get in the way. When everything that, that, that you planned, everything that you lined up, everything the way you thought it was going to work out, when all that fails, when you blow it, you're in a perfect situation for a now moment. Because now it's not, look, look, you're the humblest you've ever been. Well, at least you should be, right? You know it ain't you. <laughs> we already know it's not you. There's a perfect time for, for a now moment. It's a perfect time. So, so that ain't the time to retreat from God. That's the time to get more in God's face. Right? That ain't time to try to make the mistake look like it wasn't one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now we try, well, it wasn't really, actually, really. Yes, it was. We blew it. Like, can we just, hey, 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 can we just say we blew it when we blew it? Is that okay? Hey, can we just say, hey, that person, uh, just didn't like us. Or, or how about this? Let's just say that person couldn't appreciate us in some cases. Hey, how about this? A couple of times we got played. How many people have been played before? I've been played quite a few times. Well, I'm not talking back in the day. I'm talking about, I've been played, <laughs> I've been played quite a few times. How many people have been embarrassed? Can I get to embarrass people up here? How many people have been, I've been embarrassed, right? I'm, I, I, not just embarrassed because, uh, I've been embarrassed because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. How about that? <laughs> How many of those been embarrassed because they didn't know, know what they was doing? Right, right. Guess what? None of us are exempt. Everybody didn't put their hands up, but none of us are exempt. We ain't sweet. Look, look that was a newsflash to some of y'all. Well, hey, hey, well, if it was, I'm, I'm here to get it. We ain't sweet. But we are in great positions for some now moments. And guess what? The now moment has nothing to do with our abilities. It's all God's. At our best. It's not, we ain't sweet at our best. Apart from him, we can do nothing, John 15, 5. And so we're in, we're in the right position for now moments, but we can't do it if we separate ourselves from God. We don't even recognize these moments. Man, you know, th this is the thing. The thing about uh, if not now, when, and the whole concept of what we're talking about here is it puts us in a position where we have to depend on God for our daily bread. We have to depend on God for the now moment today, which is supposed to connect to the now moment tomorrow, which is supposed to connect to the now moment after that. But something in our DNA, in our fleshly DNA, you know, born in sin, you know, shaping in this iniquity is like, nah, 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 nah. Nah, well, well, I got to say it is, I did this. My power and my might. Something in us. Like, like you know, we've had people, we have couples, uh, some, for whatever reason, God used a wife to find the church, right? And so 
So the, the husband was waiting, cause like, well, he wasn't really waiting. It was like, man, man, hopefully the church doesn't work out because I didn't pick it. It's because there's something in that DNA. I got to be the one. I, I, I'm counseling um, athletes, uh, especially uh, some of them are sons of, of famous athletes. Some of them are siblings, like brothers or sisters of famous athletes. And what happens is in this consultation, what I discover is something in them Okay, so the, 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 the parent or the sibling got them to a certain place where they, 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 they sweet. Like, everybody know they, I mean, they, they, they're talented. Like, you know, people want them on teams and stuff like that. But it's something now is shifting where it's like, like, I mean, he, I, he didn't really do that much for me. And then now they're, 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 in some cases, they're sabotaging their dream just to prove I, I did this on my own. As if it, you, you, like, it's less of, of less value if your dad got you there and then you took it from that point. Like, it's, not, it's of less value then. You know, like, no. At, at one point, Steph used to be Dale Curry's son. Dale Curry played for Charlotte. You know, phenomenal shooter. He's knockdown shooter. He can shoot, <laughs> right? So he was, for years, little Dale Curry's son. When he first met ben, Vince Carter, you know who he was? He was Dale Curry's son. You know who Dale Curry is now? Steph Curry's dad. Right, right, right now, some of y'all didn't even know who he was. Dale Curry? Who's that? Is that his big brother? <laughs> no, no. He's now Steph Curry's dad. But has Steph ever not acknowledged his dad? No, he's always acknowledged them. But he was going to come into his own anyway. Same thing, you know, God sends mentors and leaders in your life. And so they, 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 they're communicating stuff to you. But now it's like, man, that's good information. Right? But, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it, rearrange it a little bit so I can say this. Is, I did this. The, the mentor didn't even do it. God did it. You see what I'm saying? Like, like. What's wrong with us? Why are we so prideful? There's nothing we do in the suite. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your spirit and in your body. Every now moment comes from God. Every person that's helping you, parent, mentor, comes from God. Some people tripping, they, 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 they get home and the wife be like, well, you know, pastor says such and such. Well, I was going to do it until you said that. No, she's saying the pastor who was an under-shepherd listening to God passing on God's information communicated something that God said. It ain't the pastor. Well, see, we so, I ain't doing that because, you, know, you know, hey, well, I'm my own man. How's it working for you? The Bible says Genesis 2.18 is not good for man to be alone. We missing out on now moments because of pride? We're going to run ourselves into the ground. We're going to be just like them on the Titanic. Should have got off the ship. <laughs> Should have got off the doggone ship. Right? We're missing out on now moments. All right, okay, sorry. I had a little fraternity uh, flashback step. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> All right. uh, Mark 11. 22. 
It says, uh, and Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. It says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not, what? Doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, look, whatsoever things you, you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You know what that is, right? That's a noun statement. It says, when you pray, believe that you, you receive it now and you shall have it. Like, like, like God tells us stuff and we're delaying even that. We're deciding if we want to believe it. We're waiting for how it's going to play. Almost you, like God saying, okay, this is, you just bless it, man. This blessing going to be happy. And you telling a blessing. No, you go out. You go out. You go out. I'm coming. No, you just go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm right behind you. Right behind you. You trying to see if it really going to take. But it needs your faith to, for it to manifest. Now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith helps you to see right now in the invisible realm stuff that God wants manifested now in the natural realm. Right now. Right? But we're allowing things to corrupt our ability to do that. So we get, like, I, listen, we're, we're wonderful people. All of us go through this, pastors, everybody. We get in our head too much. As if our head... Is the, is the qualifier. Is, is our head is credible enough to, to authenticate if, if what God is saying is true? Hold on, let me check with my head. God's sending you a blessing, right? Hold on, I'll check with my head first. God's telling you a now moment. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Got to check with my head. All, all, all the information that I've gotten up to that point, which is limited. Do you realize our life right now is a result of what we know? And for us to get what we desire, we have to open ourselves up for what we don't know. Do you realize that? But we actually are leaning to the limited information that we know. And know how I know it's limited? Because some of us run from fellowship, connections, anything that's seemingly embarrassing. Where all the extra knowledge is. All the extra knowledge is in all the other relationships that we run from. So we limit ourselves with relationships. We're limiting information that we're supposed to grow from. So all we have is whatever school we went to, we got that information. You know, that's just a school that has a particular philosophy on how to train people in that profession. That's all the information we have. Do you know there's so many different schools that can train? Why, why are they Ivy League schools? It's for a reason. Why do doctors get paid more when they graduate from this school than this school? It's for a reason. Because they're getting more information. Do you realize the same thing athletically? I, I share this with my son. My son had an opportunity to go to Division I, made a mistake. He ends up at a Division II school. He's in a game. It's, a, it's just a, it's a uh, they, you know, they was acclimating to the team, so they put him on JV. He hit about 10 threes in a row. The guy stopped passing the ball. When I say 10-3, I'm talking about he didn't miss. So as a point guard, I'm giving a ball to the person that's not missing. Best opportunity to score. I'm a point guard that people have scored. One guy scored 90, 92 points playing with me. Uh, another guy, maybe two, three years ago, uh, Felipe plays drums here. He scored 84 points in the game playing with me. Why? He was hot. I gave him the ball. 
I could have scored 50 or 60 both of those games. But what? The person's hot. Give him the ball. My son is hot. The point guard didn't pass him the ball. The other team, the referees, everybody in the gym is like, why they stop passing you the ball? I explained it to my son. I said, you go to a Division II school, you played against this point guard, he ain't never seen nobody else that does not miss it. He's used to, person makes a few shots, they miss, he get his turn. He's at a choking point where now he has to keep giving it to you with the chance that he may end up with no points and you may end up with 70. I know this because I played point. I went through the transition. I, I ended up playing with a team. This guy played pro. Actually, my son was on the team. They wasn't missing. I was a key scorer. I said, well, I guess I'm going to have two points today because they ain't missing. It's a choking point. So what I'm, I, I said that to say you have to realize, like, like we're limiting ourselves. We're limiting ourselves, and when we have limited information, we're going to choke a lot quicker when we get to a point where God's in a now moment. Some of us are choking too much on the now moment. Because why? How, how, how do we feel when we don't have the right information? We get scared, don't we? I don't know. I, you know, uh, they told me to do this, but, man, you know, I mean, they're going to promote me. They're going to give me this job. But man, I ain't did this job before. Like, I've mastered this other job where I'm sweet. When I show up, yo, everybody's asking me, hey, how do we do such and such? Well, what I want you to do is turn this over here, put this over here. Hey, hey, now, now you got to back that up a little bit. Hey, this was you. The input that you need to add to the situation to really get the, the, the monumental outcome on the situation. Listen, you have to use the right specs here, man. You got to use the right specs. So we sweet. Soon as they give us a promotion, because they recognize your potential, not your ability, we go, oh, no, if I go up there, I ain't did that before, and that, hey, hey people going to be looking at me to know. No, they're going to they're be looking at you to learn. Right? But we'll, we'll choke. We'll choke in the now. God's trying to take us to a level exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask to think, but because we can't control it, we choke. And then we got, we sweet at it though, right? We sweet, y'all, ah, oh, no, nah, no, nah, I don't even, man, I'm not even, that ain't even important to me, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know, I ain't even, I ain't even into all that, you know. You know, see, see, everybody be trying to get all these different levels, you know, I'm just not, that's not, I'm good, you know, I'm good, I'm good. I, I, see, I just like being behind the scenes. No. We're choking in now moments. We're choking, and, and, and sometimes we're choking in now moments because we've been choking in all the little now moments leading up to the moment. Running from connection as opposed to embracing connection, okay? All right, so, we good? All mine's clear. All right, so, so <laughs> see, see, we don't have faith in God now, then when will we? If not now, when? See, the whole, the whole point of faith in God is faith. That's the, the whole thing is faith. It's belief. It's believing in the unseen. It's believing what hasn't happened. And the trip is, what, what, for me, what bothers me is we use faith, but we're pushed into using faith for danger. We'll risk our families. We'll risk our lives. We'll risk our dreams, kicking it with kryptonite. 
Now, y'all can, y'all can take kryptonite. I'm not going to be specific. You put it in whatever category you want. Y'all know what kryptonite is. Superman, right? It weakened his super ability. So we'll, 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 be, we'll risk being around things that are weakening our super ability, right, all the time. Well, as soon as God asks you in a now moment to have faith, you're like, ah, see, you know, I, have, I can't be doing stuff if I don't know the outcome. You're doing stuff now and you don't know the outcome. Yeah, I, what I'm going to do is, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take this job over here and do this over here. You don't know the outcome. How do you know that's going to work? Because you're more comfortable with it? Did you ask God? You understand what I'm saying? Like, we're doing it all the time. We do it with relationships and all types of stuff. But as soon as God say, I need us to move now in faith, that's the only time we go in our head. We don't go in our head for all this other craziness we'll be coming up with. Just think, I'm just saying, think about it. I know I'm getting all hype. But, but, but think through it, man. We got to start. Like, I, I told this young man, uh, oh, man, I, and, and, and if you're watching, it's fine. I, mean, I just told him, man, this guy is multi, multi-million dollar opportunity. And I was like, man, I said, you just need to step back, man. Step back. I said, I said, you probably don't even realize all the kryptonite you're around. You don't realize what's really about to happen here. People would have begged for this opportunity. And because we, we all cool, we all in our head, we kicking it with the fellas, Birds of a feather flock together and they fly to the same destination. We're around all this, this, this kryptonite, like, like folk bringing it with them. <laughs> they, they're bringing it with them. It's being injected in them before they even come around you. Right, but it's still in now moments. It's still in now moments, right? The, uh, the scripture says this, look. You know, because we, 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 we operate in faith in this life all the time. And, and maybe these scriptures make more sense. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed, right? So, so, so let's look at all the, that's, the adjective is what? We were healed. And that's the New Testament, right? By his stripes we were healed. So if we were healed, then we are healed, right? And, and, and people have used that cliche before, but let's just look at it from Scripture. If it says, by his stripes we were healed, 1 Peter 2.24 we read last week, Ecclesiastes 3.15, it says God is requiring that which has already been, right? So if by his stripes we were healed and God is requiring now that which has already been, which, which, which means our healing, then we are healed. Okay, that's too complicated too. Then let's look at uh, Isaiah 53. Let's look at Isaiah 53. See, all these things connect. You can't make this stuff up. That's the thing about the Bible. Let somebody keep telling you man has changed the Bible. Again, that's a theory. You have to believe man has changed the Bible by faith because you don't know he changed it because you ain't read it all. Right? So you would have to use your faith to believe man changed the Bible to justify you not reading it. Right? Am I, am I, come on, that's just common sense, man. And some man just told you man changed the Bible. So you believe in his word based on what? Based on what? His, his, his credentials? His authority? Oh, you, you feel man changed the Bible. But God put the sun in the sky. He's going to tell you to read a Bible that man can just change like that? God can't stop him. 
Man, oh, man, I, I tried to stop him, Keith, man, but, man, they switched that word around, man, in, in Isaiah 50. Man, I did the best. I got most of Isaiah, but Isaiah 50, man, man, that dude shot a couple jabs, a hook. I, man, uh, I ain't know what to do. Really? Nobody ain't changed the sun yet. Nobody changed the moon yet. Nobody changed the air that you're so freely breathing yet. Oh, but you believe they changed the Bible. Man shall not live by, every, by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He's going to tell you that. Man shall not live by smoking weed, but smoking H2O. H2O ain't changed. Water ain't changed. But the Bible's changed, right? Research it then. See, 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 I, you ain't going to do that because you would have to invest time. And the lazy way is to just believe man changed the Bible. This, this, the, okay. I'm sorry, man. It's just, it's, well, I don't want to say I'm sorry, but I know it's a little edge on me. All right. Why would man need to change the Bible? I want everybody to think through this. Why would the Bible need to be changed? Oh, it's, it's a document that everybody's reading like CBD oil. It's an epidemic of people reading the Bible. The world doesn't want people to change, so they're changing the Bible that everybody's reading. How many people in this room is reading the Bible on a consistent basis? So why would they need to change it? I mean, I mean see, I, <laughs> these, are things I think, these are things I think about all the time. Like, why would they need to change it? Oh, I don't hear nothing out there in video land. <laughs> you ain't even reading it. So why, <laughs> why? Talking to people out there in video land, you know, just make sure everybody's cool with me right here. <laughs> right, right? You ain't reading it. So why would they need to change it? <laughs> DJ, am I making that up? <laughs> Come on, man. Stop. All right, Isaiah 53. Oh, it opens up with who has believed our report and whom is the arm of the Lord revealed, right? But, but that's not the scripture we focus on. We focus it on five. Because we talked about by stripes we were healed. God is requiring that which has already been well, look here in verse 5. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Look, and with his stripes, we what? Are healed. Nah, nah, Jesus hadn't even showed up yet. <laughs> he hadn't even showed up yet. It says, with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah's talking this. <laughs> Jesus ain't even on the scene yet. See, God is not sitting on us in time. He's sitting outside of time. We are, are so caught up in time. God lives in the now. He lives in the now. So we are healed. The scripture says we were healed because it's old. The, the, the New Testament is referencing the Old Testament, but it lines up with Ecclesiastes 3. God is requiring that which has already been. So that history, his story repeats itself. Because you see, in the beginning, it says, 
uh, God created heaven and earth. In Genesis 2, 1, it says God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them. God was finished. Jesus, before he left, the seven last words, you know, they preach it in the simultaneous revivals around the country. With seven last words, one of them is, it is finished. That's one of the words. Like Jesus before he left, listen, man. Imagine, you know, you say, hey, you have any dying words? It is finished. That's his dying. Look, I done completed it all. All you got to do is use your faith and access it. Now. When you access it, when you use your faith now, you manifest what's already done. It's already done. It's finished. It's in the now. It just needs your faith now. You're looking for stuff that's right in front of your face in the invisible realm. Needs to manifest in the natural realm. But see, you got you, you to exercise. You got to operate that faith. See, 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 we're waiting for perfect moments. We're looking for perfect moments, right? But some of us have turned this waiting into a permanent state. It's, you know, the scripture says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He should strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord, right? It's not forever. That's preparing you to handle what's going to manifest in the now. That's a preparation for what's going to manifest so you can handle it. That waiting is, 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 is doing something to your character so you can handle the, the weight of God's glory, God's favor on you in that now moment. That's all the wait. The waiting is not because God doesn't have it and, and you're not going to get it. The waiting is you can't handle it right now. The waiting is getting us purged. It ain't doing it. It ain't convincing God of nothing. God, God committed now. <laughs> he already committed. It's now is waiting on you to commit your faith to it. David said, I would have I fainted, uh, Psalm 27, 13, and 14. I would have, before he said, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, in 14, he said, I would have fainted. I would have given up unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, I, I, in the sweet by and by, when we all get to heaven. No, he said, unless I, I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That, that's here. That's here and now. And I'll show you chapters. There's more scriptures. Jesus even talked about that. See, see, it ain't in the sweet box. First of all, half the stuff we believe in for the earth, we ain't going to need in heaven. Man, ain't nobody going to care about no portion in heaven when you can have a glorified body and go wherever you want to go. Or you can translate if you desire. You got options. But see, it's going to be according to your faith, though. Just, you, some people have great hang time. Some people ain't going to have no hang time because they ain't going to believe in the ability to translate in the ability to translate that means I, I was here in a minute and the next minute I was somewhere else some people ain't gonna be able to use their glorified body because you would have to float and it's hard for us to float even right now right but you ain't gonna need no you didn't care about no Lamborghini hey in, in, in the father's house there's many mansions so God making a mansion come on man ain't nobody gonna be thinking about stuff like that and you're gonna be in the presence of God so the stuff that we believe in for is stuff that's going to impact us here in this earth realm. So this is the thing. We're waiting. Our waiting is waiting on, is, 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 is waiting in the season of preparation moving towards our now timing. We're waiting in the season of preparation moving towards our now timing. So remember, 
To everything there's a season and there's a time for every purpose. So the seasons are preparation and the timing is our now moments, right? So let's look here at Ecclesiastes 11. Ecclesiastes 11. You know, so, so sometimes we're, we're, we're in a stupor waiting on, like, like if, if we're honest with ourselves, look, let's look back at some of the different, I'm going to get to that. And let's look at where we are now. And I'm going to tell you, it's frustrating. Like, we, we had to help a couple through, uh, uh, they were dealing with a, a marriage situation. And we we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the, what's the issue? What's the issue? And the Holy Spirit said, hey, I can tell you exactly what it is. It's vision. And so what it was, it was the vision deficiency. See, because vision comes from God, and it keeps you in now moments. You see what I'm saying? But if you, get, if you lose sight of vision, the Bible says my people uh, uh, perish. perish. No, that's not what I was looking for. People perish with lack of knowledge in Hosea 4.6. I was looking for, uh, without vision, my people perish is what I was focusing on, uh, Proverbs 29.18, I believe. Um, and so, and the reason why is because there's nothing to look forward to. And so if there's nothing to look forward to, you're just dealing with what? The, the wheel, running on the wheel, right? And, and, and people aren't designed. Even if a person is not spiritually mature, they still have a thirst for the things of God. Something in them, the only thing that's going to quench their thirst is what they were designed to do. And so vision moves them closer and closer to what they were designed to do, and it keeps them thirsty even in relationships. A church without vision is going to frustrate people because there's nothing to look forward to. You don't see change. You're just going through the motions. Yeah, it's just the same cycle over and over and over. You don't see evolvement. A marriage is the same way. You're going through the same thing. You don't see evolvement. Friendships is the same way. All right. My boys are tell, like, okay, man, listen, we done drove around the city enough, man. I ain't seen the city. Like, I, I, <laughs> I need to see something else, man. I'm not, nah. Hey, man, we're we going we gonna to go to, get in the car. We're going to drive around. Nope. Where we going? Man, we're going to drive around the city. I know the city already. Where we going? Let's go to another city. This is when I was a kid. I didn't know why I was doing it, but I just needed to see more. Right? So it's about vision, and, 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 and vision helps us to stay locked in on some things. But look at, look at this. This is a lot of us, right? It's what a lot of us go through. Um, verse 4, uh, Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, He that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. And so, so here you have what it's saying is like, Basically, this is what we used to tell the players when we coached them and when, we play, when I played with people. I was taught this, study long, study wrong. You know, somebody pass you the ball, and, and the rule is you catch, shoot. Like, hey, 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 hey have your hands ready, catch and shoot. Like, what, what is there to think about? If you see the basket, it's a bucket. That's, that's what the goal is. If you see the basket, it's a bucket. But if you catch and you go, ah, I don't know. I, well, no, no, no. You study long. You study wrong. Now the defense will adjust. Now you're crowded. Right? So quick recognition. We've been talking about that a lot. That, that's the, the phrase we use on the basketball court all the time. Quick recognition. Recognizing the opportunity as soon as possible. And so here, this is saying uh, you study too long before you sow. That's give of yourself. You ain't going to ever do nothing. Like, like you're waiting for perfect conditions. 
don't take up farming because there is no perfect conditions for them to, to, to sow their harvest. They just got to sow. They just got to go out there and plant by faith. Hey, they can't get on, go under the ground and push up the seed. They don't know what the weather report's going to be. They don't know if it's storms, winds, rains. All they know is for me to get a harvest, this is the season to plant now. I got to plant now to reap a harvest later. If they plant at the wrong time, that crop could grow in the wrong climate, in the wrong weather, in the wrong season and die. Right? So, so it's the same thing. We, we study long, we study wrong, all right? Right? And so we are now moments, but we're, we're processing too much. Now is the time. Now is the time to forgive. Like some of us are thinking about forgiveness. Which, what are we waiting on? Okay, so how do you know you'll, you'll be able to forgive the per person? You don't know what's going to happen to them? Well, what's wrong with now? Pride. That's what. So again, this guy gathered up so many things. Right? For what? Just to, just to gather? The scripture says freely has been given to you, freely you should give. So this guy was in a if not now, when moment all the time, but he was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build bigger barns and then I'm going to just sit back and wait and just go, hey, I'm chilling. And then God said, fool, now your soul is going to be taken from you. So you just got a bunch of stuff in a barn. When you could have been fruitful, multiply, and replenish now. What, 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 what are you waiting on? <laughs> and so we have to ask ourselves, he stored up fruits and goods, but some of us, our talents, our gifts, our time. Right? So what are we waiting on? And some of us are storing up the Alkalades from our children? Like, that's, that's all we're storing up. And we sit back and go, my children says I'm wonderful. God's come and say, that fool. Your soul's going to be taken from you. Now what? When they look back at all you didn't give them that was best, and now they're navigating through life without having their dependent there to fill in the gaps for them. Says thou fool, now what? When they, now, when they despise you not doing what's best for them and equipping them for what they needed in life. Teaching them how to fish instead of giving them fish all the time. I see that's going over real well. <laughs> all right, stand to your feet. That's enough for today. That's enough. That's enough.